You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Talk update. Today is Tuesday the 3rd of May. My name is Cormac Canan from AIB Treasury and I'm joined today by John Fahey, AIB Senior Economist, to discuss the latest market developments. Morning, John. Uh, we've seen the dollar strengthen significantly against the euro and sterling recently. Can you provide a bit of background to this, please? Yeah, I can indeed, Cormac. Yeah, so the dollar ma- has made large gains uh, in April, indeed, not just against uh, the euro and sterling, generally speaking, right across currency markets. If you look at it in trade-weighted terms, uh, the dollar is up around 6% uh, over the course of April. Now, the key driver of that has been uh, you know, the very hawkish uh, Fed. So in other words, widening interest rate differentials have underpinned the dollar, uh, and more recently, then uh, the dollar has been has been boosted by the fact that you know we've seen much more nervousness, much more volatility on markets. Uh, so that's also helped the dollar because dollar tends to get uh, sought out in times of volatility and work and nervousness on markets uh, as a, as a key safe haven. And thirdly, then the dollar has also benefited uh, from uh, surging commodity prices because commodities tended to be uh, priced in dollars. Uh, so because of that, it's boosted demand uh, for dollars. Uh, but overall, I think the key driver, though, has been that uh, hawkish U.S. Federal Reserve uh, and widening interest rate differentials have, have underpinned uh, that. And the reason for that is if we look at the Fed versus the ECB and what's expected there, you know, much more extensive rate hikes expected from the Federal Reserve uh, versus the European Central Bank, for example. So in level terms, We've seen that 108 support for euro dollar give way, uh, and we traded down towards that 105 level, trading at a low of 104. Uh, seven and against cable sterling against the dollar we've seen that move down towards 125 and, and then you know as i said it's not just dollar and sterling that have lost ground or it's not just the euro and sterling that have lost ground to the dollar if you look at the yen dollar yen has pushed up towards that uh, 130 level uh, so you know dollar is holding the upper hand right across the board uh, on currency markets uh, and the key driver of that has been you know just a more hawkish fed and uh, widening interest rate differentials Thanks, John. Uh, it's a busy week for central banks. Um, the U.S. Federal Reserve will announce their decision, uh, interest rate decision, on Wednesday evening. Uh, what should we expect? Well, what's priced in by markets is the market's fully priced in 50 basis points uh, from the Fed. So what does that mean? Well, that brings the target range uh, for the Fed funds rate uh, up to a, a range of 0.75 to 1%. Uh, so, you know, as I said, 50 base points is fully priced in. The market had been toying with the possibility uh, of 75 basis points. It was probably around a 25% possibility priced in around that at the moment, uh, but fully priced in 50 basis points. Uh, so if that does materialize, key thing for markets, and it's some of interest for the dollar around it, uh, it'll be the press conference. So we don't get any updated interest rate projections or forecasts from the Fed at this meeting. We have to wait for June for that, but there is a press conference. And in the press conference, uh, Fed Chair Powell is likely to face plenty of questions on the possibility of 75 basis points uh, at one of its subsequent meetings. At the moment, as I said, the market's priced in around 50 basis points for this meeting in May, roughly 50 basis points priced in for June uh, and also 50 basis points priced in for July. And if you look at the end of the year, the market's pricing in the Fed funds rate ending the year somewhere in and around 2.75%. Now, the 75 basis points idea, 
Uh, the market just hasn't plucked that out of thin air. We've seen some FOMC speakers reference that. So one of them has been James Bullard has talked around the possibility of a 75 basis points rate hike uh, at some stage because when the Fed looks at the outlook, uh, it sees that maybe it's been a bit behind the curve uh, in terms of tightening policy given where inflation is at the moment. So to some extent, it's trying to play catch up on that uh, with a more aggressive pace of tightening. So event risk for the dollar this week. So uh, that announcement and press conference happened after the European close uh, on Wednesday evening. So we'll see the reaction of markets overnight uh, and into the open on Thursday morning uh, around what happens in that meeting. Thanks, John. The Bank of England meet at lunchtime on Thursday. Should we also expect a hike, a rate hike from Threadneedle Street? Yeah, we should indeed. So markets price in a 25 basis points rate hike there. Uh, so that's fully priced in. So I think the key thing from this meeting and the event risks from Sterling around this meeting uh, at lunchtime on Thursday is what guidance the uh, Bank of England give uh, because the market's fairly aggressive in terms of what's it pricing in, in the extent of rate hikes uh, from the Bank of England this year. So if you look at futures contracts, uh, by the end of the year, the market's priced in uh, the bank rate, which is the official UK interest rate, been at, in and around uh, 2%. Uh, but over recent meetings, uh, the Bank of England have, you know, kind of, Try to talk back at that extent of, of rate hikes expected by the market. They've talked around the possibility of, of further modest tightening. Uh, so modest tightening wouldn't be consistent with the bank rate ending the year at 2%. So, you know, the key thing from this meeting, if as expected, we get that 25 basis points rate hike, it's what guidance we get from the Bank of England uh, regarding the extent of, of any further uh, rate hikes. So this is a meeting where we get the monetary policy report as well. So that's published four times a year. Uh, so we get the May version of that. Uh, so within this report, the monetary policy report, uh, we get updated projections around GDP and inflation. So the market will look to that and also the press conference, Governor Bailey's press conference as to, you know, does the uh, Bank of England try to push back against the level of rate hikes that are there in the market been priced in uh, and continue to eff- emphasize that modest pace of tightening? So they've been saying it now for the last number of weeks or even two to three months, but the market still expects that they'll need to go to 2%. So, you know, the guidance from the Bank of England has been to expect much more modest tightening, uh, whereas the market has continued to hold to you know, a fairly aggressive path of tightening this year and even expecting further rate hikes as we move into next year. So there's a bit of a interest from Sterling around that, not specifically around the policy decision per se, but more around what guidance comes after the meeting. So that all happens uh, Thursday lunchtime. Uh, great stuff, John. Moving to FX markets, do you anticipate the Fed and BOE policy decisions to impact currency markets? Well, so there's always event risk for the respective currencies from the central bank meetings. Now, as I said, uh, for the Fed, you know, there's 50 basis points fully priced in. So the market's not expecting any surprise there. And likewise, for the Bank of England, there's 25 basis points priced in. Now, we have seen surprises before uh, from the Bank of England around, you know, in the lead up to the meeting and something different happening. So there's always event risk for currencies around that. But from the Fed's perspective, the event risk is around in the aftermath of the meeting, in the press conference, uh, whether and, and Fed Chair Powell will face plenty of questions around what's the possibility, the potential for 75 base points rate hike at, at some meeting. Uh, so, you know, if if he leaves the door open to that or to what extent he does, uh, could benefit the dollar. As I said, at the moment, the dollar definitely has forward momentum uh, against all the other major currencies uh, on the exchanges. Uh, from a Bank of England viewpoint, the event risk, if we do get that 25 basis points, 
is around whether the Bank of England continues to try to push back against what the market's expected and continue to emphasise only modest further tightening likely to be expected. You know, when we look at levels, in level terms, as I said, uh, 108 has given way for euro dollar. That's a key support level. We're down to that 105 level. You know, the next key level of any sort of downside for euro dollar is that 104 because, you know, the last time broke below uh, 104 was back in the early 2000s and it went towards parity uh, and it traded below parity in terms of euro dollars. That's not our base case, uh, but given the levels we are at the moment, momentum is with the dollar uh, against all the major currencies. So from a euro dollar perspective, uh, the key level we'll keep an eye on is that 104 level uh, because you know that's marked the low point of euro dollar uh, for the last 20 years. In other words, that 104 level has offered key support when there has been downward pressure uh, on that euro dollar pair. John, thank you for your insights and thanks to our customers for listening. To stay up to date on financial markets, please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks and speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.